Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, if you are not familiar with the podcast or you're not familiar with this show, this show is the Sunday version of the, I of, it's supposed to be three times a week podcast, although I totally missed the mark on the last news episode, but I will do my best to put that in a calendar and actually be organized. But, um, so give you an idea, this particular version of the show is about bigger topics, bigger, weirder things in anime, in the anime industry, in animation, in art, and all that stuff. And the Thursday editions are more me talking about a specific show. If you want a great Thursday edition, you can go listen to my episode all about Oshinoko. Um, so definitely go check that out. But what I want to talk about today for the Sunday edition is something a little, it's something that I've gotten thinking about for a bunch of different reasons. So two things happened at once to me. Um, first, the new the new Twitter clone from um, from Facebook, from Meta, Threads came out, and I would totally appreciate it if you follow me on Threads. I I'm using it the way I kind of wish that I would have used Twitter, which is all the time. But, um, and I'd love more followers on there because I think I have something valuable to say, even if it's just about weird shit I see when I'm thrifting, um, when I'm in a thrift store, rather. But, the, and this started to like itch a little bit. This feeling started to itch a little bit in like my first moments on threads, and it really, solidified with me watching one of the premieres for the newest season. And I'll, I will get to that in a second, but first, a general story. If you're wondering why Twitter went to hell in a handbasket before Elon Musk, you know, got his hands on it, a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was so concerned, the people were so concerned with it being like a breaking news place that it also became a place for not just breaking news, but politics, and it became it became a public square for everything. And this happened when, you know, everything was at, if you compare it to now in terms of social media, was pretty new. So, like, we didn't super know any better, but everybody wanted, everybody wanted, everybody wanted to some extent politics on Twitter, so politics found Twitter. And that's part of the reason why it became a really toxic place to just be as a person of any kind of difference. And as somebody who's different in several ways, I'm biracial and disabled, and physically disabled, that got really unappealing really quickly. And that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people kind of stayed away from Twitter. And Threads, the people who are making threads are obviously Facebook and they have their own track record with all of that kind of, you know, negative hate speech bullshit online. And they are understandably being a little cautious. And when I was on, when I went on like maybe the second day, there's already somebody who was on there who was just like, 
doing arm playing armchair tactician for politics and i i just couldn't stand for it i'm like i i responded even though i know better i used to work in big data and i know how algorithms work like i know it's i knew as soon as i engaged in it that made a possibility that it wouldn't let me go <laughs> like it would follow me around it's still following me around around on my um feed in threads a little bit but not that bad and I went I went into this guy I went into the just like this doesn't need to be here we don't we don't need the same thing again and I had some arguments with some people and that resulted in me actually blocking with somebody because they just didn't they didn't they didn't let leave it alone and as I put it on a different post like I just couldn't, so I didn't. <laughs> and I just I blocked my first person thread. But that got me thinking a little bit of why do like why do we need the same thing? Why do we why do we con why do we need just another of the same thing? And a lot of the kind of conversation about Twitter is what will be the replacement for Twitter? What will be like the the other thing? that can be just like Twitter, and that looks more and more like threads. But here's, and I'll get to why I think this, what, what really crystallized this for me in a second, and that what's it have to do with anime in a second. If, you, if you're big brain enough, I'm sure you see where I'm going with this. Um, I just, like, why, why does it need to, why did we need to copy what's already there? Why couldn't we do something new and novel and slightly more interesting and honestly thread gets there a little by this episode is brought to you by paramount plus get in loser mean girls is now streaming on paramount plus join katie heron as she meets the plastics and tina fey's new twist on the modern classic get ready for more of the rumors backstabbing and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises rated pg-13 wear pink and head to paramountplus.com to try it free despite the fact that it doesn't have a lot of features right now and it has turned into a little hellscape because of the amount of features it doesn't have but it also encourages one-on-one -on -one conversation with people a lot more than say or, or significantly more at this point than say twitter does and that's because it it's easier to do that than to put yourself out there. Like I, like I, I can't just plug in hashtags and know that the hashtags will carry a post or like a. You can just call them tweets, as they said on the verge. Uh, will carry a tweet out into everybody else's timeline. I have to like go in, have conversations with people, make some kind of genuine connection in order to even get close to saving or liking a post. Um, I think it was, uh, and I was just watching his um, podcast over on YouTube, I think it was um, Marquette Brownlee who said, like, we really need a, we really need a like button. It, we, we really need a, a, like a saved liked post list that we can access. So, so you can go back to different tweets or whatever the hell, or different threads. And I said, I don't, I think that's the point. I think they I think that when they designed this, they could have 
built that in, and they may, and I think they are building that in. I've, I've heard that from Adam Masseri, the head of this whole thing, and the former head of the Facebook newsfeed. But in my mind, it made sense to me that you don't have that because then you can't just hoard stuff without participating. Like if you want to get back to something, you have to participate in it. You can't just hit the hit the little heart and move on with your day and come back to it in whenever you want. That might seem a little convenient and a little inconvenient, but that is the way talking to people works. That is the way socializing works. If you miss a conversation, you can't rewind the clock and go back to that conversation. You have to be there and take part in it. That's why one of the most famous concerts, the Black Daft Punk um, tour, was such a big deal because you were either there or you weren't. And there's no there's no real budging that in either direction. But and it's it's one of the reasons why events like concerts command such attention because you're either there or you're not. Same thing with anime conventions. I got my three day ticket to Anime NYC. There are people who who haven't and there will be scalpers I'm sure a plenty all over the place around the Javits for that three days because you you're either in that convention hall at that convention or you're not. And bringing that into bringing that back into a conversation format like Twitter or like any social media really is interesting. But I still couldn't shake the feeling of like this is this is like what we this is like something we already have. It would have been more interesting, maybe not as successful, definitely not as successful, and we'll talk about that in a second. To do something completely new and and more or even make the make the room for something new to happen. And the and the thing that really crystallized this for me and the thing that makes this relate to anime is. The new Roroni Kenshin show is coming out. And if there was ever a property that there's a reason not to make not to make more of it, not to remake it, not to do anything else with say, not to touch the thing with 10-foot pole, it is Roroni Kenshin due to the controversy around the creator and due to the fact that this thing has been made in animation at least twice. There was Samurai X, and then there was the um, like late 90s, early aughts, Ruroni Kenshin show. And then all of the live actions, of which I think there were at least two. So that makes a total of four times they've told this story. Four times they've, um, they've done the dance of like, the, if, you've, if you've seen an opening, an opening episode, the first episode of Ruroni Kenshin, you've already, congratulations. You've seen many first episodes of Roni Kenshin. You've seen many first scenes of Roni Kenshin in the movie and all different iterations. Like it's always that tension running around, you know, Edo and he gets trapped and bumps into Kaoru and Kaoru chasing, um, I think his name is Gohei, and she pulls out his sword and she's holding it and she's holding it straight up and he if you've seen Kenshin, you know the exact scene I'm talking about. And she sees that it's the reverse blade sword that's got a blade on the wrong side. And she's like, oh, this won't hurt anybody. 
that's baked into my mind because I've seen it already. I and I'm not against remakes, I'm not against reboots, I'm not against any of that. But it's been a long time since I've seen a reboot that felt quite so money grabby as the Ronin Kenshin one. And I'm including a lot of different reboots in that. Even something like the um Suicide Squad reboot that happened like less than 10 years after the awful version of the Suicide Squad. So that is a version of that, like revisiting a thing that makes a lot of sense. And the reason why it makes a lot of sense is because it is improving on the quality of the original thing. The original thing was like the first was the first um bite at the apple and it just it didn't teeth weren't sharp enough, didn't do the job. The second, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, compared to the other Suicide Squad, I forget the, the director's name, doesn't really matter, is my, is leagues in a way the better version. Like, James Gunn, the one James Gunn did is way better. It's entertaining, it's interesting, it's all the things you kind of wanted out of the original one but didn't get. And in that same vein, the reason why I don't like stuff like the Moroni Kenshin thing is because you have so many great examples of reboots, redos, modernizations of properties that happened with real purpose behind them. So, for example, um, th this figure is from Gotcha Crowds. And this, and Dr. Man Crowd is a kind of retooling adi additional content to the original Dr. Man, the, ori the original space science team. It's nothing like the original. I've seen both. It's nothing like the original space science team. But it has really interesting things to say. It is its own vibe. It is a creative venture of something that they figured out they could do with that with those characters and they could tell these this story and talk about these things with those characters that's great i have another um android here from godzilla infinite point and godzilla infinite point godzilla is a long story thing they found a way to do something really interesting with infinite point it got it was a cool thing it was beautiful. It's like the opening was incredible. The like way they handled just the concept of Godzilla as a whole was incredible. I, if you've never seen um, Gotcha Man Crowds or Godzilla Infinite Point, I encourage you to go find both of them. They're both available on streaming. Um, Godzilla, it, Godzilla Infinite Point is on Netflix, and you can just you can just binge it in I think any language that you want and. I believe Gotcha Man Crowds is on High Dive, but I'm not sure. Um, but that's to say, like, you don't have to, like, confine yourself to what already was with these properties. You can tell other stories. You can use the property as a way to, like, 
dupe people into seeing something really interesting they wouldn't have normally checked out. The other thing that I think is so like, that I think is so such a lost opportunity for, and I'm not saying that like stuff isn't getting made because Rowan Kenshin got made. There's certainly still stuff getting made. But what I am saying is like all of this, all of this creative craft could have gone into something more interesting for everybody involved that would have had way more potential than the Veroni Kenshin-ness of it all. Because I I really think Veroni Kenshin's days of being a huge earner are over. And the Long short of it is that Roman Kenshin didn't like it doesn't it doesn't have a reason to be remade. It's been made four times. It's I think its last I think its last iteration might have been as recently as 2016, which is not super recent, but it's recent enough. And the anime that for me that we all watched is Youngins. In like the early 2000s, or like I, I watched when I was much younger in the early 2000s, looks good. It doesn't look bad. It yeah, it's got a little bit of a 90s anime aesthetic flair to it, but there's something unavoidable about periods in anime, and this is best. This is best displayed in actually the um. I'll probably put it on screen here if I can find it. Um, and the flashback scene from the first episode of the late season Jujutsu Kaisen. It's also a great version of this. Is the tricks and the tricks and things they did to um, to make Megalobox look like it was from the nineties. Nineties anime has a really specific look. It has like the Sharpness of the lines is different. The like profile of characters is different. The silhouette of character is totally different. And you have a lot, you have a lot of iconic characters from the 90s. And if you look at something like that existed in the 90s and existed now, that has kind of not really sustained a conversation with itself through that entire time, say something like Dragon Ball Z. If you look at Goku in the 90s, it is essentially the same character design as Goku now. I realize I'm talking about Dragon Ball being character design, but get with me here. But there's just little tweaks, there's just little streamlined moments, little coloration things, little changes they make along the way to kind of modernize the character. Actually, the best character look at this one is probably Vegeta. Vegeta, the original drawing of Vegeta looks wild when compared to what Vegeta looks like in modern day. Like just same assignment, same base characteristic, but different dudes. And what that means, what that shows is that they have let the animation process, they've let the artistry grow up with the character, grow up with the character. 
Like you, and in that case, like that Vegeta from when he first lands on Earth in like 1997, when we were all kids, is a different. It's actually a whole lot, whole wholly different person from Vegeta as he is now, married to happily married to Bulma for many years with like with like a son and a whole thing. But the thing about Ronin Kenshin is that like those character designs are pretty iconic. They're not like they're not character designs that you're going to want to fuck around with. The best um comparison I could probably make is to Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho those character designs are iconic. They are responsible. Those character archetypes are responsible for other archetypes. Like you look at he, you look at Hiei, and you realize where the kind of archetype that Sasuke is came from. You look at that stuff, and you realize that like changing it defeats its purpose. Like changing, changing tension too much is no longer tension. And combine that with the fact that the anime that already exists in its full, like, 84 episodes, I think it is, is A, really good. B, it's stylistically recent enough where you don't need to be doing this update. You don't need to make it crisper. You don't need to make it cleaner. There's not much more that you would want to do it. And if you want that, there's a higher budget version of it called Samurai X that looks like cinematic quality because it was an OVA. I have a um, DVD somewhere of Samurai X. You combine that with the with the massive controversy around the creator and the like the qualms, the understandable qualms that people have with giving with giving the creator who's still alive, I believe, any money. <laughs> and it becomes this question of like, why, why did we make this thing? Like, why, why are we making this product? It's not new. It's not additive. It's, it's like the story is telling and the morals it's talking about already exists in the exact same mold from 2005 or what, or like the early aughts, somewhere in that range. It doesn't need to be made again. And I, the thing that really made me want to talk about this was the, was I got a new, I got a new brand new giant TV for free. A, a friend of mine was, um, their law office was closing down and they got a conference room TV and they're like, I don't have anything to do with this, Alex, you take it. And I took it. I set it up. I hung it on the wall. And the first thing I did was find a big bombastic action movie to watch. And me and my roommate watched, my roommate's a real fan of the Fast and Furious movies. Me and my roommate watched Fast 10. That movie is not good. It's just not good. It's just not, it's not the vibe. And the reason it's not divided because it doesn't add anything. There's no additive quality to it. It wasn't about it, it like it was so stuck in itself that it couldn't move forward. There was no like they 
And they have such a huge cast in that movie now that like there was some really there was a, one particular really charming moment with um with Han that were that they didn't do anything with. And it just I came back to the same thing because I watched the Roni Kenshin thing at that point, I believe. And I was just like, why don't we make a new shit? And I'm not saying that like everything that's new is new. Nothing, there's no new shit under the sun. Not really. But, and there's plenty of this to go around this season. There's plenty, and there's plenty of new of stuff being adapted that we haven't seen before. Like, I just started reading Freyren because I couldn't contain myself. And it's really fascinating. Now that I've read, I think I'm up to chapter six. I want to see that thing in animation. That seems wild. And, but even in the context of adapting things from manga or light novels, if you think about anime, and as well, leave it. If you think about anime as an exposure mechanism for storytelling, if you think about anime as a way to get a wider audience for a story, which is oftentimes what it's achieving, it's a promotional thing in its way, then there's not a whole lot of value to just remaking something. Unless you have something like, say, Urasayathara, where the time period in which it was made was so long ago, it was made in the 80s, that you can make the, your Urasayathara show you can go watch right now on, um, I'm actually standing at a poster of it behind the, cam like behind the camera. Um, there's a new version of it that's out on high dive you can go watch. That is eye-wateringly gorgeous. It's amazing. That's a value, that's a value add because you get to make something with the modern capabilities we have now. It's like the kinds of things that you couldn't do in the 90s. And that, that is clearly a value. So that that is an artistic reason to do this kind of thing. But if you're not going to do that, if it's not that's not going to be what you do, then like just make new stuff. Make or if you're gonna make the same stuff, at least take a different take a different approach at, to it. I didn't watch the um Trigun, the Trigun Stampede thing from um Studio Orange. But at least when I when I watched for depth and I was hopeful that it would start that would do something that was doing something different, that was taking a different approach. And then I got to the second episode and I realized they were cutting out the middle, they were like cutting out the middles of episodes and cramming them together. And it wasn't what's the word? It was it it wasn't the vibe, so to speak. It wasn't. It, when I would want when I watched the second episode, it didn't strike me as useful. As, as useful to the enjoyment of that show. And I understand it went from very different places and it's gonna get second season and the whole thing. But that stuff like that, there's a lot of creative effort and there's a lot of craft that goes into these shows. And I guess my biggest issue is 
if you're going to put all of this, all this time, all this money, all this sweat and blood equity into making a show, uh, it should feel less money grabby. It should feel less. It should feel like it's worth the time that was spent on it. It should feel like you're not co covering the same old ground. And in the way, I'm, once again, I'm not saying that anything, that everything or anything in anime is new. But, but even if you're going to adapt something, what you're doing is you're widening the field of view for people. Because there, there, there are people who will hear about Freyren and they'll be able to contain themselves until that show comes out, I think, in 2024. And because it's already got a trailer out. But you can't... You can't look at something like Ken, like the Kenshin, like the new Kenshin show, and tell me that this that this has an argument to exist alongside something like alongside something like even a show I just talked about, Oshinoko. Oshinoko is a manga. It ha had a manga and like. People read the manga and knew the big spoiler of the of the giant 90-minute first episode, and it still took, took the internet by storm. But they're doing things from a technical level and on a in like a story way and even in a music way, and they're having conversations about the Japanese entertainment music industry that are so that are like long time coming in certain ways. And Rowan Kenshin just felt like it was going to tell the same story over and over again. Felt, felt like it was going to be the fifth time through telling the same story. And there's not value in that. And it it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't look, it's not so far in the future where it looks so good that it's like an Ursiasura or or a reboot of a show from the 80s that everybody loved but is no longer really available because you can go find Veroni Kenshin. I'm sure of it. I'm sure it's not hard. It's gotten harder now with the two to pick from. You gotta know which one you're looking at and which one you're looking for. But I just I In the immortal words of Joe Rogan, I just keep thinking, you didn't write any new shit? Like, you you don't, like, we're not going to make new shit? That seems like a waste. And this is, this is really, really where I'll leave it. But the, so the Hollywood, the, what I'm going to refer to as the Hollywood strike is currently happening. And that strike is all about, you know, actor rights and all this stuff. Uh, but also, what's true is all of the studios are having issues. Like the superhero movies are getting less and less good reviews. People are seeing them up front less and less. Like the um, Bob I Bob Iger, the head of Disney, the CEO of Disney, 
just said, like, we want to cut costs at Marvel. And that probably has something to do with the fact that the last, the last big Marvel movie did not do well. It's because you're not making new stuff. And yes, did Elemental do great? No, it did not do great. Like, the joke is five people went to see, what went to see Elemental. I'm one of them. <laughs> but at least it was a swing. And some and sometimes the swing and the miss is what gets you to the bona fide home run that you never saw coming. And the the thing that like this not making new stuff, re- re- relying on old IP constantly tends to discourage is risk taking. And people forget that the reason we got these things in the first place is at some point. Somebody had to take a risk. Somebody had to say, let's make a drunk billionaire a superhero. Somebody had to say, no, I think I can sell a comic of a Norse god. Somebody had to say, like, what like what if I made what if we what do we have in the stable that's recognizable that we could make something weird with? Oh, I know. We could make a Gotcha Man series that is like no, no other Gotcha Man series, no Gotcha Man thing before. We could do this weird interpretation of, I just dropped the laptop, um, <laughs> of Godzilla. There's always an opportunity to like find a new angle at stuff. And I, I just, and, and it's not like this is ubiquitous. And it, it, it's just, the Roni Kenshin saying just stuck out so violently in my mind of this is this is not what the industry needs to be doing. This is not what an entertainment industry should be. Like this is we don't need to watch the same movie over and over again in the theaters. You can rent and buy it. Any time you want, see just about anything you want, 900 times in a row. You don't, we don't need to devote currently airing screen time to something that already exists just because it could be produced and people would. And, 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 and people would watch it, is what I mean to say. Uh, but on that note, if you like this episode of the podcast, my phone is still going crazy. Um, new episodes of the podcast come out on the feed, on the podcast feed, and you can subscribe to that wherever you listen to podcasts. The link to the podcast main page is in the description down below, along with a link to um to my Threads account. I would appreciate it if you follow me on threads i've been talking an anime game on there too but um until next time i've been alex this has been lunchbox radio sunday edition i will talk to you on thursday